I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. And we're coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today's topic, from a long time off, is gargoyles. Oh, a long time ago? No, from a long time off, from our show. Oh, oh, oh. Coming back one from a while, gargoyles. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a significant amount of time, actually. Uh, give you a peek behind the curtain here at CadaverCast. Uh, we don't record much during school sessions because uh, I teach a lot, and yeah. Al just started kindergarten this year, so, yeah. you know, uh, we've been busy. And it's been a while, as yeah. Al points out. And I'm also sick. I should mention that. I I'm just getting over being sick, and my voice was like, squeaky yesterday like I was a 13 year old or something so apologies for that but that's okay because Alistair can carry the show can't you man mm-hmm. I thought you were saying that Gargoyles was an old movie though I thought you were saying like this one's really old I was like dude we've done so much older movies than Gargoyles also is this actually the last video I mean the last one before I'm six yeah that's a good thing to mention this is the last episode of CadaverCast, hosted by five-year-old Alistair. And unlike Monster Squad, where we had a recording from when Al was four, and we put that up for patrons on uh, patreon.com slash wordsalad, unlike that, we don't have any lost episodes here from when Al was five. Uh, this is it. The last time you're going to hear five-year-old Al. Yep. So enjoy it, I guess. Yeah, because I'm going to be six. And the second one. Yeah, next episode you will be six. Yeah, because we're not going to record until... Well, I don't know, maybe. Eh. We might do another episode with me five-year-old Alistair, or me do it with six-year-old. We'll let you know next episode. (laughs) (laughs) But no matter what, next time you hear our show, Alistair will be six years old. Even if we record it when he's five. There you go. That covers all our bases. Um, But... Today, we're talking about Gargoyles, as Al pointed out. This is 1972's Gargoyles, which, uh, if you've never seen it, the entire movie is on YouTube. I posted that to our Facebook page, so if you don't follow us on Facebook, uh, well, you should. Please do. Yeah. Because we do other things than just post our episodes on there. Uh, But I posted the movie on there. It's on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. Highly suggest you do. Uh, It's 74 minutes long. And it's a made-for-TV movie. It was a CBS Tuesday night movie, as I understand it, which uh, I was reading up on it. And apparently the CBS Tuesday night movie became the Tuesday night movie in 1972. Before that, it was the CBS Friday night movie. I believe Gargoyles was on after it became the Tuesday night movie. I know you probably don't care, but I do because I wrote my thesis on made-for-TV movies. So 
Uh, it's, it's kind of a passion of mine, which is why I'm glad we're doing this episode. But I didn't pick it. Alistair, you picked it. Yeah, I did pick it. And also, I actually, I think we did watch this movie two or three days ago. So Yeah, it was like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. So I can't remember the beginning of the movie. I think it's probably like the girl comes off the plane and then meets the guy. It's That's like the beginning of the movie, I think. Well, the movie actually opens with a really cool montage of old paintings and pictures of statues and stuff. You remember that? No. They're all gargoyles and monsters and stuff. Yeah, it says, like, the things, and then it shows, like, pictures and paintings of gargoyles and statues, even. Yeah. And they said these statues and pictures will come to life or something? (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, it, it goes through the whole history of gargoyles as, like, the spawn of Satan. It goes all. Yeah. It actually goes all the way back in in this opening narration. Mind you, this movie's seventy four minutes long, but the opening of the movie is uh, God fighting Satan. Like that's the opening of the movie, but in narration form. It's just God fought Satan. Satan was cast out. Satan created the gargoyles and said the gargoyles will rule the earth someday. Okay. <laughs> and that's it, huh? That's your reaction. <laughs> Yeah, all right, whatever. Good luck with that, gargoyles. Funny. <laughs> Why did you pick this movie, though? Because I really like this movie, and there's a lot of stuff to talk about, actually. I agree. There's some really cool parts that you probably know that I'm going to say right now. <laughs> well, I do, because, I mean, I took the notes, but our listeners yeah. might not. But this is actually a pretty perfect episode, because uh, we're recording this on Thanksgiving week, And it's going up this week, too. It's a pretty perfect Thanksgiving episode, which if you're not here in America, uh, listeners, uh, Thanksgiving is a holiday during which we obviously give thanks. And we also get really, really fat. That's the that's the basis of the holiday. Um, And then we just wait around to. Yeah. And then we just wait around for things to go on sale on Friday and then kill each other. That's the story of Thanksgiving. Why? (laughs) <laughs> well, Black Fridays after Thanksgiving, and then people go to stores and they get in fights. But in terms of giving thanks for things, this is the perfect movie to pick because this is actually one of your grandma's favorite movies. It is, because I talked to my grandma and she told me what it was like. And she told me that... Something about it, I won't spoil this, but she told me something that freaked her out in the movie. It didn't freak me out, but it kind of freaked me out. Yeah, well, I mean, keep in mind, uh, Grandma would have seen this movie on television when it aired. You know, she would have been a little older than you, but also would have seen, you know, she wouldn't have seen things like, I don't know, Beetlejuice or Gremlins and stuff like that. Like, you've... You've grown up on monster movies that didn't come out until after Gargoyles. So this would have been a big deal for Grandma when she was little, right? Yeah. And it scared her so much. And actually, when I first saw Gargoyles, it was because Grandma talked about this movie all the time. Like when I was a kid, she talked about it a lot. And she was like, you got to see this movie Gargoyles. When you see it, it's going to scare you. It scared me so much when I was a kid. And one day I bought it. I bought it, I think, on VHS. Brought it home so I could watch it with my mom. And we watched it. 
And at the end, she goes, well, it was scarier when I was a little kid in the 70s. Because <laughs> basically, the movie, and you pointed this out too when you first saw it a little while back, which was a couple months ago, that it wasn't as scary as Grandma made it out to be. Because she was a little kid, you know? Um, and it isn't terribly scary. It's got some good spooks in it early on, especially. But, uh, you know, it's a movie that, because of that, does have a special place in the history of my movie watching. Because, obviously, if it weren't for your grandma, I wouldn't watch monster movies. And if it weren't for me, you wouldn't watch monster movies. So, we have grandma to thank for this podcast. And doing one of her favorite movies... For the Thanksgiving episode just makes all too much sense to me. <laughs> me too. I guess. What, you're not thankful that we do the podcast? Yeah, I guess. You guess? What do you mean you guess? <laughs> I do. Okay, you like doing the podcast? Yeah. Keep it going? Or no. should we cancel it now? No. Everybody hang on. We got to decide if we're canceling the podcast. Keep it going then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Coffee time for dad. Yeah, coffee time for me. You talk about gargoyles. I'm going to drink coffee. You're giving away all my secrets, Alistair. <laughs> Sneaky sneaker. Talk about the gar things. Gar things. Someone does say gar things. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's the funniest part to me. <laughs> yeah, that's Plus Scott Glenn says... Uh, he calls them gar things later in the movie. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. But You'll gargoyles, that. how does it get started? You already talked. Uh, we had Ooh. Satan fighting God. Then we had an airplane. And then the girl gets off the plane and meets the guy, you said. Who are the girl and guy? I don't know. You don't know who the main characters of this movie are. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, do you want me to handle this really quickly? You do it. Okay. I'll explain to you what's going on there. Because I know mostly you don't care. Until the gargoyles show up. so Yeah, I know a lot about the gargoyles. But not so much about the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, our protagonist... Just, uh, all I want to do is talk about gargoyles. Okay, well, we'll get there as quick as we can. I promise you. Okay? So, our protagonists, and this is who they are, Alistair, are okay. Dr. Bowley and his daughter, Diana Bowley. Okay. And he's an anthropologist, and she's a photographer. And what he does is he writes books about, like, old cultures, views of demons and witchcraft and stuff like that. And he's kind of working on a new book, and he's been called out to this weird old roadside museum out in the desert where this old man has a gargoyle skeleton that Dr. Bowley thinks is fake. Yeah. But is it? Because, mm -mm. like, he... I'm just going to explain this whole entire part for a minute. Like, the gargoyles burn the house down. They get, they grab the head. Of the skeleton. In, yeah, of the skeleton. They run to the car, basically. And they start driving. You get so scared. That's, I got so scared. And you, like, think a gargoyle's going to jump onto the window. But you can see in the front. And then you see a gargoyle jump from the ground on to the top, and later, the gargoyle is on the window, and then I think the gargoyle flies off. Well, you forgot the scariest part in there. It goes to commercial break. Bum, bum, bum. Right, because it was made for TV, but just went black, and then it came back yeah. to the movie. 
Yeah, the the house, the well, it's like a shack. The gargoyles attack, but like you skipped over that because that's one of the that's one of the most amazing parts. Because the old man whose name is Uncle Willie, Uncle Willie, he gets put on fire. Yeah, he gets lit on fire. First, a giant beam falls, hits him in the head. Then he gets lit on fire, and then Doctor Bowley leaves him to die. And you can also see a gargoyle ripping through the door. Yeah, yeah, it everything goes crazy, and in five seconds of this movie, Doctor Bowley goes from not believing Uncle Willie to being attacked by gargoyles, abandoning Uncle Willie to die, and then running away, feeling no guilt whatsoever. But he leaves this poor old man to die because this guy gets hit in the head, sure, and he gets lit on fire a little bit, yeah. But when Diana's like, we got to save him, go save him, he goes, nah, he's dead. And in the background, one time you can see the house blowing up. Dude, yeah, that place goes up. Sure. And then... Later, they don't think it's the gargoyles, but they think it's something else. And the police? They, yeah. Yeah. And then they put the wrong thing in jail. The wrong thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to stop using the word thing to just describe everything because it's so vague. <laughs> yeah. Every Confusing. Time... No, don't, don't get into this. Oh, my goodness. We're going to yeah. go back to this conversation we had after school, and you're going to confuse everybody listening, and they're all going to turn off the thing. podcast. Yeah, we had to have a long talk about not using the word thing to describe everything. So, yeah, well, the police don't the police aren't told that it was gargoyles because obviously they won't believe it's gargoyles. And they think that it's a dirt bike gang. And they put them in jail, but she comes like so times. And one time is the like so many times you mean? So many times. Yeah, she, she keeps comes. showing up. Trying, Diana's trying to get yeah. them out of jail because she knows it was gargoyles and not these, what does she call them? Dirt riders. And also, she comes in one time and I think like the leader of it, I think, like he says, yeah, go with her. One of those gar things is going to get her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where he says gar things. Yeah, and that's uh, Scott Glenn. When I think of Scott Glenn, I immediately think of Nashville, though I know I'm probably missing something he's far more famous for, but Nashville is one of my three favorite movies, so I think of Nashville first, but Scott Glenn shows up in this. He's playing the head dirt rider guy, um, whose name is Rieger, James T. Rieger, he goes by, which, fun fact, Alistair, and you don't know this, so I'm going to share with you and our listeners at once. Okay. The movie I'm writing right now, the main character, I gave her his last name. Yeah, so you gave the main character his last name? Yeah, because he becomes kind of... He goes from being basically a guy who doesn't want anything to do with anything. He just wants to get out of jail and go ride a dirt bike. And he becomes like the hero of the movie in the end. Yeah. And so I gave my main character his last name. So there you go. Fun fact, if this movie ever gets made, you'll know where the name came from. Well, like... Sometimes she goes to the jail and, like, she talks about, like, they weren't the ones who do it. Mm-hmm. It was these gargoyles. And he keeps saying that it's not true. But one time she comes and said, I need to talk to the head of the police. And he doesn't let her. Yeah, he's gone. But why does she need to see the police? 
Because somebody died. Not somebody. Some thing. A gar thing. <laughs> what? What happens? <sighs> One of them gets killed. How does it get killed? Well, he. This is Birdie Fishman we're talking about. Birdie Fishman. <laughs> That should ring a bell. I think it's like Birdie Fishman Roadkill Sea Butt. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yes, we'll break all that down. That's very confusing. I know. Um, but Doctor Bully and his daughter Diana are staying in a motel room. And they go outside. And they run towards the gargoyle. The guy does, and the birdie fishman gargoyle goes into the street. Birdie fishman roadkill sea butt thing. <laughs> yes, but what were they doing in the motel room? What were the gargoyles doing there? Do you remember? Yeah, they were trying to get the head. Exactly, they were after the skull of the Nakatakachinko. Yeah, that's the other word that he keeps saying. Yeah, it's the Native American word for gargoyle in this movie, I believe. Nakatakachinko. Yeah, and he says garthing and nakatakachinko. We were also singing a song, and I said nakatakachinko. Mm mm. And then <laughs> keep going that over and over again, and that was the song. Yeah, exactly. I kept singing. Well, and if you watch. Mystery Science Theater, and you've ever seen the werewolf episode?、Mm -hmm. In the werewolf episode, and I'm talking more to our listeners here than you because、mm -hmm. you haven't actually seen this one.、Um, but in the werewolf episode, they call werewolves Yanaglachi, and that's like the Native American word for werewolves. In that, I believe,、uh, and Nakatakachinko is basically the this movie's version of that Yanaglachi Nakatakachinko. It's, it's the same thing. Worth mentioning, though it doesn't come up in the movie again later. They don't call them Nakatakachinko; they just start calling them gargoyles or whatever. And there was a song I said、um, Nakatakachinko, and he said Nanaglachi, and we kept doing that over and over again, like the other song. I can't remember the song. Okay, okay. Nakatakachinko. It's like that over and over again, but we did it to the other song, and we were thinking that like I did the first song, and then we split it. I did the Nakatakachinko. He did a mm mm, and then I said Nakatakachinko. He said Nanaglachi. <laughs> yeah. We have fun. Long yeah, story we had、short. a lot of fun with the Garthing movie. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so that one, the one who appears in the motel room, pops up. They're looking for the skull, and we named him Birdie Fishman. Birdie Fishman. Because he's like a fishman with a bird beak. Yeah. Right. That's why why we said Birdie Fishman roadkill sea butt. Well, we're getting to that part. I'm I'm trying to break this down. You keep repeating it, and our listeners have been listening to you say that for like three minutes straight. <laughs> To break that down, Birdie Fishman <laughs> and the other gargoyle run out of the motel room, and like Al said,、uh, the gargoyle gets hit by a truck because it runs into the road really stupidly, really yeah, stupid. And that's when and, Birdie Fishman roadkill sea butt happens. <laughs> yes, he becomes roadkill. But what's this sea butt business? Like he's running, and you can see the car, and like you can see his butt before. He gets hit by the car. That's why it's called Birdie Fishman Roadkill Sea Butt. 
<laughs> yeah. This was Alistair's big revelation, this viewing, was that he could see <laughs> Bertie Fishman's butt. I wrote this down. It's like all caps. Alex claims when Bertie Fishman runs out into the road, I saw his butt <laughs> like at the top of his lungs. This was the most amazing thing to this kid to see this gargoyle's <laughs> butt. And I mean, you don't really, it's not like you see its butt. It's an actor in a mask and a unitard. So it's not a naked person. It's, you know, it's a jumpsuit. Yeah, because that's why it's called Bertie Fishman. Roadkill. See, but. <laughs> <laughs> I keep that for like four minutes now. I know you're still going on yeah, about it. I can do that for a hundred minutes. Oh, I'm sure. Listeners, are you up for this? I can uh, just say this the whole entire time. Birdie Fishman, Roadkill, Seabot. Birdie Fishman, Roadkill, Seabot. Birdie Fishman, Roadkill, Seabot. <laughs> Which is getting less intelligible every time you say it, because because you're missing bottom teeth there. It's coming yeah, out kind of lispy. Just to tell you something, I've lost two toothes. So I'm toothes? To- you didn't hear that right. I said I lost two teeth. And he already has his big boy teeth coming in in those spots, so. Yeah, and it's easy to say, Booty Face Man, don't go see butt. Goodness. Oh, goodness. So many Booty Face Man, see butt. So many times. <laughs> One of you who's been listening has probably been counting at this point or gone back to count. Let us know how many times Al has said. Birdie Fishman, world kill, sea butt, count that time. Yeah, count that one too. There you go. All right, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Not talking about Birdie Fishman, world kill, sea butt. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the gargoyles in this are really cool looking, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. Uh, One of the people who worked on the gargoyle makeup, the gargoyle masks, his name is Stan Winston. You ever heard that name before? Winston? (laughs) Well, Winston. You've heard Winston. Yes. Stan Winston. Let me see. You you haven't seen this movie, but you at least know the monster. Uh, He created Pumpkinhead. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Amongst many, many, many other monsters that you will see. Throughout your life. Um, but for me growing up, Pumpkinhead was the big one. Loved Pumpkinhead. Okay. So does Grandma, as a matter of fact. Okay. We watched you that a lot. are my grandma's kid. Yes. Just yes. to tell you. I, yeah, so well, funny. I know that. I mean, you don't have to tell me. I know whose kid I am. Yeah. And I know that I am his kid. <laughs> what? Since when? <laughs> Come on, you have to say this every single time, basically. He says it basically every single time. I have no idea what you're talking about now. Y'all? Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you want to talk about what happens with the main gargoyle? Yeah. What's his name? Garthing. <laughs> that's, that's as close as you get. Uh, the main gargoyle is credited as the gargoyle. That's his credit. The gargoyle. He's the gargoyle. Not just any gargoyle. The gargoyle. Exactly. We had... Jinx. <laughs> we had Bertie Fishman. We had we had the other one, what, Bug-Eyed Bug Boy? What do, what do we call him? We, we call him 
Buggoyle. We called him Buggoyle. Oh, Buggoyle. You're right. Yeah. We did. And we saw two Buggoyles, right? Yeah, and basically they have giant, like, well, actually they're less bug eyes, and I guess they're more like lizard eyes. But he has kind of a bug-like quality to him, yeah. in a way. That's why like you call a, him Buggoyle. Like a beetle with a lizard. Yeah. Yeah, he's weird. But they don't have names. None of them have names. They're just gargoyles. We just call them names. <laughs> we call them Yeah, some. we call them names. We like Meanie and Buttface. <laughs> no, we called them Buggoyle and Birdie Fishman. Yep, and Gargoyle. The Gargoyle. <laughs> yeah, the well, Gargoyle. Well, The Gargoyle is played by Bernie Casey, who uh, just died. And we also saw that, that it was, I bet that he was going to say this, we saw him in Todd's Greatest Great Adventure. I don't know. I don't know. You say it. Yeah, Todd's Greatest Adventure he was in. Uh, go, out, go out and rent Todd's Greatest Adventure if you've never seen it. <laughs> He's in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> So, so dual recommendation for Bill and Ted and Todd. Go watch okay. Todd's Greatest Adventure and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, that's where Al most recently saw Bernie Casey uh, was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He plays the teacher who gives Bill and Ted the assignment that gets them to go back in time. Yeah, you've told that many, many times now. I only told you that once and no. then we told Mommy. No, you told me that like five times. Oh, five, six, seven times? <laughs> oh, you're right, because I was waking you up in the middle of the night going, Al, wake up, wake up. And you go, oh, what, Dad, what? And I'm like, did you know that Bernie Casey is in Todd's Greatest Adventure? <laughs> no, <laughs> you did not. You said that like five or ten times. Oh, now it's ten times. <laughs> I said it two times around you, you goofy. No. Yeah. No. Once to you, once to mommy. No. You did not. Listen, you're going to be roadkill sea butts. <laughs> Y'all, you mean Birdie Fishman, roadkill sea butt. <laughs> count that. You count it. No. <laughs> so it's your time to count how many Birdie Fishman. Roadkill see butt count that one already. Hee ha hee hee ha ha. <laughs> okay, boy. This is going off the rails. That's the funniest thing I've ever said in my life. Oh man, I <laughs> <laughs> I bet you like that right now. <laughs> Alright, yeah. so Bernie Casey died recently, uh just a little over two months ago. By the time we post this, he will have been dead about like nine, ten weeks only. Uh, he died in September of 2017, so much sadness there. So I guess also perfect timing for Gargoyles as a remembrance of Bernie Casey as well. Yep. And again, he's another one. Look him up because he's been in a ton of things that you've seen, guaranteed, including, for me, most importantly, not just Gargoyles, but also... He was in John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, which is one of my absolute favorite movies. Also, at the end of the movie, you can see a stampede of gargoyles. And I didn't tell you this, but I thought in my mind, how are they going to be that many gargoyles? 
There's a lot of gargoyles, and there's only like five guys fighting these gargoyles. Yeah. Lots of them get killed. Well, there's like a dozen gargoyles. <laughs> and we're told by the gargoyle, by Bernie Casey the gargoyle, mm-hmm. that the gargoyles have only been alive for a few weeks. Yeah. And basically they've been gestating like in their eggs under this mountain for who knows how long. And like you can see one time they are rubbing eggs. And one time after the gargoyle's wife says that we've got another winged one and in the desert there is guys trying to get them, I think. Yeah, the babies are being born, and the gargoyles are bringing a lot of attention to themselves without having their army together. Uh, they're they're running around, attacking barns, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, but there's only 12 of them. You'd think they would wait a little while to go start raiding towns until they have, I don't know, 100, 200 gargoyles. There's 12 of them, and we're told that there's probably tens of thousands of eggs under the ground. And instead of waiting until they have, I don't know, a thousand, you know, or something, they like go get the Nakatakachinko skull back. They go with 12, which doesn't make any sense because then immediately as soon as the humans go to fight the gargoyles, because uh, also Bernie Casey, the gargoyle, kidnaps Diana because he wants Diana to read to him. So this gets like the dirt riders and the police. The weirdest. Yeah. Right. Very strange. Like, right now, he needs to learn how to read for some reason. Like, there's apparently no time to wait, no time to get an army together. Like, let me kidnap this girl and bring all of law enforcement down on me and my people while most of us are still in eggs. Very short-sighted. And, like, for basically, like, 32 minutes of just flipping through pages, I guess? For 32 minutes of the movie. 32 minutes of a 74-minute movie, he's flipping through pages? Yeah. You think that was 32 minutes? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, there you go. So the movie is 74 minutes. Only 42 minutes of that is not of gargoyles flipping through pages. That's Al's assessment. You mean a hundred it's like the yeah. whole entire movie. Well, just... the movie isn't even a hundred minutes long, you goofball. <laughs> You're right. But there's a big fight, right? There's a yeah. big fight in the end of the movie. Whole bunch of gargoyles get killed. Whole bunch of people get killed too. Yeah, because there's a like a thousand gargoyles. No, there's twelve gargoyles. There's, no. Well, there's tens of thousands of gargoyles, but but they're all in eggs. Uh, if I recall correctly, the gargoyle says that there's about a dozen. Which also, he's been alive like three weeks, and he can speak English fluently, but he can't read it. So yeah, that's that's actually normal. That's normal. Cause like <laughs> people can't read when they're like just born for a few weeks. Oh, it takes you a few weeks to read. No. But you can you can speak in, like instantly. When did you start talking? When did you start talking? Tell me that. Um, like three weeks old. No. Less. One day? Um. What was your first word? Daddy. Mommy. Chicken. Baby. That's probably pretty accurate. Trucky? Trucky, I don't know about that. But I think it was daddy, daddy, mommy, baby, something like that. Daddy, mommy, baby. Well, actually, you were doing sign language before. Like. 
No, not waving your hands around like a crazy person. We taught you the signs for milk. And what was the sign for milk? Uh, I think it was this one right here, something like that. Which, obviously, this isn't doing our podcast any good. <laughs> We're on an audio podcast demonstrating uh, sign language. Good. Uh, and then, and you also knew the sign for more. What's more? It's where you take your, your fingers and, like... Oh, yeah, foot, foot. I have a beer that says more. That's why I named it. More beer, yeah, because it's putting its fingers together. Yeah, like the more sign. So th- those are technically your first words. Of, like, sign language, right? Yeah, you did that before you could speak. And then other fun monster history of Al's life. Yeah. The first time Al walked was actually to get closer to the TV showing a monster show. Yeah, because right now I was a little baby all the way up to a five-year-old that's almost six. And still love monsters. Yes. Yeah. From a tiny baby to a five-year-old, all of that was still loving monster movies. Well, we had turned on, it's like the Flintstones Halloween special, and as soon as the music started, Al was at the couch, and he walked over to the television... And started dancing. So the first time he walked, he walked three feet and then danced. So it, was, it wasn't it was just like a couple steps. It was three full feet worth of walking and then dancing. Blew our minds. Yeah. Like three feet dancing, dancing, dancing. I'm dancing, dancing, dancing. Again, the effect of that lost on an audio podcast. Do, 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 dance. Do, 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 do. All right, gargoyles. We got gar things. Gar things. Let's finish talking about the gar things, because my voice is about to give out. I can feel it. What happens in the end? The the gargoyles' eggs get lit on fire. Who does it? The main guy who says gar things. (laughs) Well, he's not the main guy, but Rieger. yeah, yeah, the He's main dirt biter. Dirt biter? <laughs> dirt biter. Yeah, he's out there munching on dirt. Yeah, absolutely. Dirt rider? The guy who says, yeah, go with her when those gar things is gonna get. That's actually the quote. One of them gar things is gonna get her, he says. One of but them. Rieger, yeah, Rieger goes and lights them on fire. What happens to him, though? I don't remember, actually. You don't remember? This is my favorite moment of the movie. This is why my main character in my current movie is named Rieger. Because it's such a heroic thing. Like, I mean, first of all, it's Scott Glenn, who's fantastic. And he goes into the egg area. I don't don't know. Um, Which is, there's supposed to be tens of thousands of eggs here, right? But we only see like five. And then every once in a while, a little kid in a costume will come out of one. But he goes in there and covers the place in gas but then he gets swarmed by gargoyles so what does he do do you remember no he lights it on fire while he's still in there sacrifices himself to defeat the gargoyles because the gargoyles plan is to one have diana read to them two take over the world that's their plan so he sacrifices himself to light everything on fire yeah and kill himself yeah, he dies in the process. He doesn't have a choice, though. Mm-mm. No. He's a good guy. I mean, he should have been in the whole movie from the very beginning, if you ask me. He's fantastic. 
he's the highlight of the movie. Him and Bernie Casey as the gargoyle. Yeah. And also, Bertie Fishman's butt. <laughs> Let's not forget that. You mean Bertie Fishman, roadkill, sea butt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Count that. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to say that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, be thankful. On Thanksgiving, we're going to thank whichever listener counts however many times you say, Birdie Fishman, Roadkill, Sea Butt, Count that! <laughs> Birdie Fishman, Roadkill, Sea Butt, also count that! Birdie Fishman. <laughs> okay. So, how does it end, though? It ends with. They win? The humans do. Yes. Well, they don't entirely, though, because they let the gargoyle go. And, like, his... The one that you called his wife, they let the two of them go. But they injure her wing so that he has to carry her. (laughs) And they get away to possibly restart the gargoyle race. Because we're told ones with wings are breeders, which means they can create more gargoyles. (laughs) So they can create more. And the humans let them go, which is weird... Because the humans just killed tens of thousands of them. And they're like, no, we'll let the two of you go. And we also saw a baby. I hope he didn't get killed. There was also a winged one. He did. I'm sorry to tell you, man. I don't mean to break your heart here. They all died. Rieger killed everybody. It's a bummer, I know. But guess what? what? The end of the movie, they let the gargoyles go. So those two gargoyles can make more gargoyle babies. Maybe there's a Gargoyles 2 that we can talk about. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. The movie ends as though it's going to go into a sequel, which is not uncommon for TV movies, because in that era, you'd get a lot of TV movies that were also intended to be pilots for television series. So if you look at, like, the first Incredible Hulk TV movie, all of the things that are, like, the superhero ones that I wrote my thesis about... Those are all intended to spawn series. Some of them did, some of them didn't. So they end with an open ending. And this was a practice that, to get back into my nerdy love of made-for-TV movies, this is a practice that goes back to 1964. The first ABC TV movie was actually the first TV movie that served as a pilot. So Gargoyles, I think, was probably intended by the people who produced it to result in a television series or at least another TV movie. So they left it clearly open for a sequel. The thing just cuts off, goes to credits, with the gargoyles flying away, as if to say, we'll see you next time when the gargoyles are back in action. Only problem, there's no gargoyles too. The movie's got this cliffhanger ending. It didn't go into a series, didn't have a sequel. It just has a cliffhanger ending. So Al, if you had to write a gargoyles too, what would happen in it? You would first see the gargoyles making eggs, and then you would go back into the first, and at the end, they would be fighting the gargoyles again, second time in a row. So it would be basically the first movie again, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if the formula works, just do it again. Sure, absolutely. Well... If I ever make a movie, I'm going to always make a series. Cause yeah, that I makes like sense financially. Movies. And um, I want, if you are so alive. I, oh, I hope so. Jeez. If when, you, do you, how, when do you think I'm going to die? Like, if I like make a movie year? and Jeez. 
you will be able to come and make a movie with me. You will be doing like a movie like this movie, kind of. So you plan on making monster movies? Yeah, cause I like monster movies. Yeah, you know what kind of movies I write? What monster movies? <laughs> yeah. The, I knew it, because you've told me some that are actually monsters. Well, the one I'm writing right now yeah, is... it's not. Uh, it's not really, no. It's more of a no. witchcraft movie than anything else. So, anything else you want to say about the gargoyles themselves before we move into our other segments? You liked their voices. Yeah. The gargoyle sounds like he's gurgling. Do you want to try to do that voice? It's hard. I know we're both getting over sickness. Really? Kind of. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, kind of like a bubbly, gurgly kind of a voice. Yeah. But it's way louder. I can't make a way louder while I'm gurgling. Try it again. Get closer to the microphone. Breathe to me. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, he's got kind of this modulation, this gurgly modulation. Good job, man. I like that. Can I hear that? What I mean, I I'll say? play it for you later. Okay. We're recording the episode right now, goofus. Uh, they also move in slow motion most of the time. Not all the time. And you'd think it was only when the gargoyles alone were on screen, but sometimes they do it when people are on screen too, which just looks weird. Uh, but the slow-mo is meant to give them this sort of otherworldly appearance, you know. And add that to the gurgly voices, boom, monstriness. It's pretty good, man. I like it. I tried it. to do it slow. Cause let me do that. Hey, there you go. Does that sound good in sound, your dude. headphones? <laughs> yes. yes, yes, they do. Spoil that. Yeah, yes, spoiler. Head- I'm wearing headphones every single time, so we can hear what I'm actually saying. I know it's almost like I care about the sound quality of our show. Yeah. Do you have to say it? You brought it up, you goon. <laughs> All right. I did. What time is it, Alistair? Beasley best. Were you trying to say that like a gargoyle, or no. are you going to sleep on me? No. I said it. It's for be. It's time to do the beastly best. There, that's better. So, what is your favorite monster moment in here, Alistair? The coolest monster moment? Yeah, to me... Fish Man, Roadkill Z-Foot is mine. Okay, I should have guessed that. Somehow I didn't. But it was seeing Birdie Fishman's butt and then watching him get run over by a truck. Yes. Yes? Okay. You don't actually see him get run over by a yeah. truck. That happens off screen. Yeah. And then it goes to commercial break. Then it does go to commercial break, I believe. Yeah. Good call. So mine is the very end of the movie. We finally see a gargoyle fly. Yeah. It's like the second to last shot of the movie. It's like the last five or six shots of the movie. We finally get a gargoyle flying. Takes the whole movie, but they they put all of their flying budget into this one scene where Bernie Casey takes off. Also, I missed that because I was going to get toys. So I missed it. Yeah, you did miss it this time. (laughs) Next time, maybe we'll... Blast off! Yeah, blast off. So that's my beastly best. Yeah. Now it's for... Get Spooked? Boo! Boo! Wait me. <laughs> I had to do that because it was a gargoyle movie. 
I I get it, man. You don't got to convince me. So yours, I take it, because you already talked about yours, I think. Yeah, it's when the gargoyle jumps onto the car. Yeah, I like that one. That is probably the spookiest moment. I also and like when Birdie Fishman comes up over the end of the bed. That's a cool moment. It's the first reveal, like the big reveal of the of, of Birdie Fishman. Yeah. And also there's another one where he like goes from the top to the window. Oh, on the when he's on the car? Yeah. 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 Pretty spooky. I got spooked by the whole entire part, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yo. All yeah, right. yo, dude. <laughs> it's awesome, yo. <laughs> As we wrap Yo. up our Thanksgiving episode here, Alistair. What like the funniest I can. Well, <laughs> you're being hilarious. Don't worry about yeah. it. Let's get serious, though. Okay. What are you thankful for? You, um, that, and what? that stuff. Oh, the stuff hanging on the wall? This? Me and the stuff hanging on the wall. That's no, pretty good. Me and food. You, food, and mommy. That's what I'm thankful for. Well, mommy after food, though? I mean, you, mommy, food. Okay, okay. And then you guys that are listening. Hopefully it's me. Well, there you go, too. Yeah, anybody who's listening. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic doing this podcast. We've been doing this thing now. I don't know if you know this, Al. We've been doing this for over a year. Whoa. I know. And also, I changed that around. You, mommy, Martha, our cat, food, and you guys that are listening to me say you guys. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Absolutely, man. We've been doing this podcast for quite a while now, Mm -hmm. and we've got a lot of listeners and really appreciate it. This has been a fantastic run of it. I mean, obviously, Al thinks I'm going to die soon. So, I mean, (laughs) if this is the last episode, you know why. Al's uh, some kind of Cassandra over here predicting people's deaths. You mean I'm a kind of liking Birdie Fishman, Roadkill, Sea Butt? Yeah, kind something of like that. Yeah, you're that kind of person. And also, I wanted to say one more thing. Oh, okay. Daddy showed me how many listeners, and I said, we must have the most listeners in every single podcast in the world. Which, I mean, that shows you how impressed al is by what our audience is like we definitely don't have the most listeners i'll tell you that al we don't not even close we just don't there are a lot of podcasts with a lot more listeners than us and a lot of podcasts are also hosted by people who are already famous so we're not famous we're not famous no no hardly i might be when i make monster movies you might be absolutely i hope so make my own famous podcast with my own kid Oh, there you go. That's a plan. Mm-hmm. There's a plan. And I'll well, tell him all about this podcast right So you're... Now. Wait, hold on. Do Let we me... have to tell this all in this <laughs> one video? So, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me when you grow up, you're going to mm-hmm. make a podcast about recording this podcast? That's what your podcast is no, going to be? No, I'm going to talk to my kid about this podcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what your show is going to be, is just talking about this podcast? No. Uh-huh. So it's going to be a podcast about Cadavercast? Yeah. Oh, that kind sounds of. I mean, thrilling. No. That no. sounds thrilling, no. man. 
Yeah, you can listen to my podcast talking the, about this Episode podcast. one, that time we sat in a basement for three years talking about monsters. Yeah, <laughs> and then we can talk about lots of movies, and you can listen to it because you made me. <laughs> yes. Kind of. Sure. Yeah, you're half of me, right? Reverse that. You're half me. Yes. Yeah. And I am and the half, half mom. Yes. Yes. While we're in the process of thanking listeners, Al, we should also thank every single one of our patrons who, I mean, geez, guys, like, it's been amazing. Like, the that we have patrons at all has been amazing. And so I just wanted to quickly shout out to all of our patrons, uh, which won't, I mean, won't take terribly long, but I do want to thank them all. Raymond Gardner, Troy Anthony, Heidi Durian, Jen Ginsberg, Gregory Parker, Christina Van Hoy, the Magnar, who we met, remember? Yeah. And then, of course, uh, superfan Jennifer Hicks, as well as Chris Bieberstein and Tony Vandenbush. And our Christmas episode this year uh, has been requested by Tony Vandenbush, so we're going to get to that. And if you are a patron... Uh, let us know if you have any requests, and we'll do our best to accommodate that. We'll just, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about it because obviously there are certain things that Al can't watch or won't watch or that sort of thing, you know. So it makes it kind of tricky. Uh, otherwise, I would just let people request who are patrons, like anything. But obviously, I filter that stuff so it turns into a conversation. But if there's something that you want to hear us talk about, and you're a patron, which you can become at. Patreon.com slash word salad. Yep. Let us know. Um, and we'll see if we can get that worked out. But thank you, everybody, who is a patron of this network and this show. Uh, it's a huge help. It keeps us going. And also, we put money up for Al's college fund. So yeah. that's that's primarily what our Patreon funds here at CadaverCast go towards, is towards Alistair's college fund. So and I also like that because I want to go to college. Yeah, there you go. That's my childhood dream. Oh, that's a pretty good one, yeah. It's a, and it's also a very reasonable childhood dream, mm -hmm. I'll say that. Depending on how bad the whole uh, education thing and, you know, student loans and tuition and all that goes. Yeah. As of right now, pretty reasonable. Um, And also, happy Thanksgiving. Happy yep. Thanksgiving, indeed. Yep. We're thankful for you. We appreciate <laughs> everybody out there who's supporting the show. Yep. And just by listening supports the show. If you want to further support us, you can go on to iTunes and rate and review us. That's actually a huge, huge help. Um, ratings and reviews get us noticed. It gets us pushed up the lists. So you could do that. That's a big help. Um, in addition to obviously becoming a patron, if you you know want to pitch in a couple bucks, that's a big help too. But honestly, just listening, I mean, means the world to us. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Very thank you. And if you want to stay informed about what we're doing here at CadaverCast, you can follow us on Twitter at Cadaver underscore cast. We're mm -hmm. on Facebook at CadaverCast, one word. And you can email us at CadaverCast at gmail.com. And that, again, is CadaverCast, one word. Alistair, you ready to do this thing? Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. And thanks for listening. We love ya. That was, that was very nice. Very genuine. Got it? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Of the episode. <laughs>
Hee ha, hee hee ha ha.